we're kind of up in our game now, and we're asking that anyone that can that can offer any sort of assistance. Most of what they need now is financial assistance. Hello, everyone. I'm Brandon Lewis, founder of the Tennessee Conservative. Today, Wayne Miller joins me. He is the Humphreys County Republican Party chairman, leads the Tennessee Conservative Coalition of Counties, and is currently spearheading efforts to help those affected in his county by the devastating flash flooding through his organization's volunteerism. Wayne Miller is a 20-year veteran of the United States Marine Corps who left home when he turned 17 to enlist in the Marines, and he spent his 18th birthday deployed in Okinawa, Japan. Six years later, he returned as a drill instructor and changed the lives of over 450 Marine recruits forever. Wayne is married to his wife, Kimberly, and they have three wonderful children, Kaylee, Christopher, and Danielle. Wayne joins us today live, and I'm excited to interview a real unapologetic conservative who's taking action for his state. Wayne, welcome to the program, and thank you. Thank you, Brandon. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. Well, you and I have talked uh, a few times over the phone about various issues that are going on in our state. It has been an odd time uh, these last 18 months where everything's upside down. Uh, people's individual liberties and freedoms do not seem to matter anymore. And, uh, and some of the greatest travesties that Tennesseans have had to suffer have, have been at the hands of the Republican Party, which is really hard to take for a conservative. And, and further, we have not had separation of powers on a number of issues. Uh, we've been ruled by Governor Lee uh, strictly by executive order, uh, and the legislative branch does not seem interested, uh, at least on the Senate side. Cameron Sexton seems interested in establishing back normal order and separation of powers, all kinds of weird things happening. And as a result, we've seen a ton, I'm talking a ton of conservative organizations have been created and then those who uh, used to be involved that took a little bit of a nap are now awake again. And uh, Wayne, in a moment, we're going to discuss the flooding of Humphreys County, uh, your inside perspective on that and how you're helping out and what our subscribers can do to help people in Humphreys County. But first, I'd like to talk to you about the Tennessee Conservative Coalition of Counties. What is that organization uh, who may not be familiar with it and what's it about, Wayne? Well, the Tennessee Conservative Coalition of Counties started back when I was elected as Humphreys County uh, GOP chair. And I put my military hat on and started thinking, you know, one county has a great voice and can be heard. Why not get 94 counties and have a really big, really loud, really powerful voice and have those counties come together and be able to start holding our our state elected, we'll use public officials, or shall we say uh, our public servants, accountable. And that's what our mission is. We have a list of guiding principles for individuals who are, who are uh, willing to, to join on to the coalition of counties and are very specific about our vetting process for the people that we bring into the coalition as well. Um, we left our meeting. Um, following weekend, we had seven counties show up. Wow. Uh, within 72 hours of our first meeting with us being nominated into the GOP. 
30 days later, we had 14 counties and now we're into it several months now and we've got over 20 counties that are supporting either logistically, financially, and a lot of those due to uh, geographical issues, they can't make it to all the meetings, but we have their support, which is the main thing. And I believe that we have a duty to our state and to the people of the state to be able to stand together when we see these committees that are being brought up, we find out who these members are on these committees, whether they decide to take a bill and put it to summer session, which is to kill it, or whether they decide to take it and ram it through at the last minute without anyone knowing what's going on, we're attempting to make an infrastructure to where we can communicate statewide with those GOP individuals at the county level and the district level to make those public servants famous and to put the pressure on them when the time comes to let them know that they work for us and it's not the other way around. Well. Wayne is a publication, uh, you know, we're one of the few that gets down in the nitty gritty of committee work because that's where rhinos love to hide. Rhinos love to hide in committees. They get a lot of donations uh, from lobbyists, from PACs, um, and often many times when push comes to shove, if they've got to choose a government organization, a lobbyist, or a bunch of money in the campaign account versus their district, they will choose the money and the lobbyist in the government organization. I've seen it time and time on issues of medical freedom, illegal immigration, uh, on issues of the Second Amendment, on issues of stopping executive powers. And I, I think 2022 is going to be interesting because I do not believe that McNally uh, and, and a lot of these other people that are really more like conservative Democrats instead of conservative Republicans I don't think they understand how um, angry and how uh, neglected and left alone conservatives feel and have felt over the last 18 months. I think they're in this little insular bubble in Nashville and they don't get it. Now, here's a big question, million dollar question. We have an organization that stitches together all 95 counties and it is the Tennessee Republican Party. I've attempted to work with them over the years as I elected uh, congressmen and state senators and state reps and local officials to office. So I've had my experiences with that organization. Why in the world do you need to form an organization to do what you're doing when an organization already exists? Well, um, I don't think we really have enough time in this interview to tell it all, but what I can do is I can give you one example. And a lot of people may have been familiar with Eddie Manis, the election with Eddie Manis, who was replaced in an election at, at the Knox County level. She replaced, he replaced Gina Oster. Um, Eddie Manis was a known Democrat, voted not for Trump in the last election, and also has other issues that show that he's not a conservative they removed Gina Oster from the ballot and placed Eddie Manis on the ballot, on the ballot through a, a method called the vouching method. So he was vouched for by uh, Mr. Faison, Mr. Burchett, and several other individuals that you were talking about in the GOP 
So as long as they're vouched for, they can move over and take that Republican position. So what we had was a Democrat who was vouched in. So sorry. Uh, even the, hey, even the, damn, even the damn dog's mad about it. Even he the is. dog's he upset is. about it. You know, so where was I? Brandon, I apologize. You're talking about Eddie Matt Madison, a known Democrat, vouched in by Republicans uh, to be a Republican when he obviously isn't, according yes. to you. So that's the system that's in place now. This isn't a, a shocker or a surprise. This vouching rule has been in place for over 15 years, and they've kicked the can down the road. And just recently, uh, they've decided to change it that the state executive committee has the authority to make vouching now. So instead of vouching at other state levels, the state executive committee can vouch for individuals and do the same exact thing again. Instead wow. of getting rid of the vouching rule, they just kind of changed the wording on it. Yes, mm. what do they call that? Putting lipstick on a pig? I believe so. And yeah. I can think of a better word, but you know, we'll go with that for now. Well, and it would be nice if you've got a Tennessee Republican Party, it would be nice when our kids can't read and write and when people are losing jobs because they have to sit at home and when folks are having to uh, wear Yellow Star of David to go to a concert. Uh, show up to a university when kids are being dragged out uh, forcibly uh, from what we think is University of Tennessee for, for not wearing masks while sitting in a room while you can go to a restaurant and do the identically similar thing and it'd be perfectly safe. Uh, while we have people like Penny Schwinn who authored the Child Wellness Check Program uh, not being held to account by our Tennessee Republican Party. I mean, it's almost like the, there is no principle in the Tennessee Republican Party at the state level, there are just people. And whatever the people do, the party supports just about. Yeah. And even if it's not aligned with conservative Republican principles. I mean, how can you have, for example, somebody like Todd Gardenhire wanting to advocate for, uh, simultaneously advocate for free tuition uh, for illegal aliens and then wanting to keep an illegal alien center open here in Chattanooga in his own district but he won't bring school choice to his own county and kill that in subcommittee, which I wish I had been reporting when that stuff happened. So a lot of conservatives look at the Tennessee Republican Party, I think, sometimes, and they just go, I love being, I, I, I consider myself to be a Republican, a conservative one, but I sure do wish just once, once in a while, that they would actually stand up for something instead of just pushing whatever the establishment wants, even if what the establishment wants is not in the best interest of Tennesseans and is not in keeping with conservative tradition. And I think that is why so many Republican GOP chairs at the county level are disgusted with it. No, agreed, agreed. And I think that as time goes on, we've seen what's happened over the last uh, several weeks uh, across, the, across the ocean. But uh, going back to to our rights, when you, when you really think at our most basic rights as humans, when someone dictates to you that you now have the authority to make a choice for your children, 
I thought we already had that choice without being given that choice. Am it's, I wrong there? It's amazing. And I think what you're referencing is, you know, number one, Bill Lee is uh, governing uh, like a tyrant. We've had 18 months of a state of emergency that apparently never is going to have an end. And instead of standing up for citizens like DeSantis or Abbott has done or other states, we're always leading from behind. And he puts in all these half measures. They're always trying to placate uh, the bureaucrats that just want control for control's sake in a very arbitrary and capricious sense instead of standing up for the individuals. And so he just, you know, he, he's taken so much away and then he just wants to give a little bit of it back and think that he's going to be a hero. And uh, all this stuff is just, it's mind blowing to me. And the fact that I think in 2022, uh, state senators and state reps who have sat on the sideline and have let this happen for 18 months, if they've got halfway decent competitors, in their races for the primary, I think they're going to have a really hard time explaining away why they weren't exceptionally vocal, why they weren't jumping up and down for their constituents. And when push came to shove and they had opportunities to pass legislation to address these issues, they failed to do it in most cases. And what little bit they did pass was half-assed. And it's, it, it's, it's disappointing. So I, I don't mean to turn this into an all-negative thing, but... No. This, no, this is a, this what is a, we're dealing with is something that our country has never seen before. We have people in Washington, D.C. from January 6th that are still in jails, and the jails are not allowing them to communicate with their attorneys. I, I'm not, I, I don't know if you're familiar with when uh, several congressmen went to the jails, and they were threatened for trespassing, weren't allowed to even get in. These individuals who were, who were arrested on January 6th are still in jail in DC. And I see not one of our state congressmen knocking the doors down, trying to find out why these people are still under arrest. Some have been in solitary confinement. Some have been refused health and comfort items looking like homeless individuals. Where are our representatives? That's what I wanna know. So I'll, I'll, we're about to rotate something more, more unpleasant yet helpful. Um, but I know what you're saying. Basically, here's the thing. Here's the summary. Closed circuit transmission for all elected officials out there that, that run as a Republican. Your constituents, the ones that get out and knock doors and give money and pay attention, feel neglected and abandoned. And I don't know uh, if any of you out there are married. Neglect your wife long enough. Make her not feel heard. Abuse her. Boss her around. See how good your life is at home. And right now, I think, uh, to use that analogy, a lot of Republican uh, primary voters that show up every single time feel completely neglected. And they are not happy about it, and they're not going to forget it. So, with that rosy picture having been painted of the reality here in Tennessee right now. Let's talk about what happened in Humphreys County. I know everybody knows there's a devastating flood. Just a remarkable, they use this term, it rarely gets used, a freak of nature, meaning, I mean, it, this is something that does not occur. This is something that I think in, in Tennessee's meteorological history has never occurred, at least it's documented. 
talk about specifically what happened and, and what's going on in your county from a local perspective that many people may not know. Well, um, most may know, some may not, but uh, Saturday morning between where I live in McEwen and Waverly, we received between 17 and 19 inches of rain within a 10 hour period. Mm. And all of it, we were affected uh, in McEwen in some of the rural areas. And there were people who've lost everything out there, but the majority of what happened was funneled into Waverly itself due to uh, the contour of the land. And there were some issues that, that we'll talk about in a few minutes, but the water built up so much and broke through underneath a railroad berm and basically created a, a tsunami of water that came through Waverly and washed away everything. Uh, their people's uh, vehicles, their cars were ripped off of, of the foundations. Uh, people lost everything. There were 20 lives lost. Um, I mean, how do you, apologies, I thought Thank I had a call. Um, so we got the word when that happened and in about 45 minutes, I sent a tasker out through Facebook. We had a half a dozen uh, fellows and their friends with their pickup trucks, their boats, life preservers, and we we're heading over to Waverly and we were waiting on Sheriff Davis to let us know soon as they found a way in to be able to get in there and start helping out. Um, because of the, the intensity of the flood, when it first happened, it closed off almost every single way to be able to get into Waverly because the bridges got blown out. There was so much pressure and so much water coming through so quick. And um, so we can fast forward a little bit and try to, to see what's going on. I'm putting my, my logistics hat on and I'm seeing what's going to happen coming down soon. Uh, I got with my committee members, we set up a website and um, set up a website specifically so that the individuals who are affected could put their, their names on our website page. People can go directly to the website page and fund them and be able to help them start trying to make sense of what's happening here. Um, now we're kind of in, things are, are slowing down a bit. We're seeing a lot of NGOs are coming in and they're gobbling up uh, donations through people who have very good hearts, but they don't understand where the funds are going. So we're kind of up in our game now and we're asking that anyone that can that can offer any sort of assistance. Uh, most of what they need now is financial assistance. We have a website set up on our Humphreys County GOP site for the individuals themselves, and they can donate directly to them. Now, yeah, there's a small GoFundMe uh, fee, but it's nothing in comparison to what some of these other organizations are, are taking out before the funds get sent to the victims. So we'll make sure that we put the links. And guys, if, you're, if you appreciate what we do here at the Tennessee Conservative, um, I think conservatives are very compassionate people. Uh, we give a lot to our churches. We give a lot to our community. So I would love, I'll make a donation. Uh, and I hope that all of you that are watching will help these folks in Humphreys County. Put yourself in their shoes. 
um, especially if, if you didn't have much to begin with and then all of it gets taken away, uh, it's devastating. And so uh, we'll put that link up. And what is your, uh, your GOP website? It's HumphreysCountyGOP.org. Okay. And we're going to put in the show notes here. And uh, when we send it out via email and when we send it out, uh, when we send it out um, by um, social media, and we may even send out a text to the list, we'll make sure to include that link so that people can give. Uh, so we're going to something else before we move on. Sure. Um, we have, have really been blasting the social media, not just through the state, but nationwide. We've been getting tons of people calling and asking what they can do and how they can donate. And um, yesterday they uh, made it known that a benefactor came down and decided that they were going to pay for all of the funerals for the victims from the flood, you know, which, which is, uh, didn't want to be known, wanted his name to stay anonymous. But there are good people out here, and, and if we found anything from what's happening right now, it's that Tennessee didn't uh, get the name volunteers for no reason. And in some of our worst times, the best comes out in everyone. That's what I believe. And my intention in doing this is to hope that people understand that these people, their lives are just now trying to start some sort of normalcy. This is going to take years for them to recover from this. So if they can, can donate $5 a month, $10 a month, or whatever it is that they can afford, these people are going to need this for a while. And every time that we get an update for other individuals that are involved, these people now are also being vetted to confirm that they were in the actual flood itself. So we're doing our due diligence to make sure that there aren't any, any bad actors that come into this, unfortunately. Well, thank uh, you for doing that. You know, it's about an hour ago, uh, James Yoder, uh, I reached out to him. He's the owner of Yoder Processing in, in uh, Paris. He and I are going to meet at four o'clock this afternoon. And he had told me that he's going to actually donate a thousand pounds of meat for these people who are out there trying to feed all of the, the, the victims and all the workers that are out there trying to help these victims clean their houses out and get things straightened back up to find out what direction they're even going to go right now. You may not know this number, and I wouldn't really expect you to, but what have you heard about how many people's homes were either A, completely made uninhabitable or B were probably damaged to the point that they will have to be rebuilt. Last, last count that we heard was over 200. Uh, keeping in mind that the, the town of Waverly got hit really bad, but you have to also understand that Trace Creek, the creek that this water came from, people lived right next to that Trace Creek and they're on the rural back roads. Some of these people still don't have power they don't have water. And these are the people that we're trying to make sure that we keep hydrated and keep food out to them because they're still trying to pick up and find out where everything is. Mm. 
Well, buddy, I appreciate you doing that. And guys, if you're listening, if you're watching this, please do donate. Uh, we spend a lot of money and time worrying about what happens outside of our country and outside of our state and outside of our cities. And that's one reason that the Tennessee conservative is hyper local because I can work with somebody like Wayne Miller and I can make a difference in Humphreys counties. I can make a difference in the Tennessee legislature. We can make a difference in the Republican party here in Tennessee. Uh, and just like you need to keep your eyes on the ball politically uh, close to home when it comes to charity, uh, I prefer it be kept close to home as well. Wayne, you've been very kind to join us here today. I appreciate all the work you're doing. I'll give you the last word. Brandon, I, I really appreciate you you taking time out to, to deal with this. And there, there are some things that, that we didn't discuss about the actual flood itself. I sent you some documents uh, in the email and the county has been fighting with the railroad for decades over a drainage issue. And so to, to put things very quick into a, a, a very simple explanation, there's very little drain off on the other side of the berm for the railroad. So what happened, all that rain came down, the, the creeks that they've refused to clean for environmental reasons for the last several decades, stopped up that drain and basically used the railroad berm as a dam. When the pressure got too high, the berm busted and that's what caused the tsunami. We're working right now to get more documents and information that the county and TDEC has submitted to CSX and has refused to fix this problem. And I'm praying that someone who has the authority to work through this issue to make sure that this doesn't happen again. So let me ask you this. I didn't expect this to take that turn and you sent me such a long document. I didn't have time to read it because I just came in here to do this at the office. Has anyone reported on this issue as it relates to the flooding between the railroad and other notices? Has this been reported on much? Has it been, have you seen any reporting on it at all? Reporting in regards to the news? Yes. No, because, uh, and it's, Odd that you bring that up because a couple of the uh, news called, I really hate to even use the word news, but the anchors came out uh, to the flood and they started speaking about global warming. Oh, good grief. So uh, after Sheriff Davis had taken them around for an hour and explained to them why this has happened. So Sheriff Davis actually gave them uh, step-by-step -step instructions on how this happened and they came up with the solution that global warming was the cause. So if you know Sheriff Davis and if he would like to come on here and talk about the issue with the railroad berm, if he'd like to come on here and talk about um, pleas to clean creeks that went unanswered, if y'all have accumulated documents that shows that something should have been done but wasn't. We don't know that that is the case. I can't confirm that. I'm just, just having a conversation with Wayne here. But uh, we'd be happy to, to do whatever we can do to bring that to light because, you know, who I don't know what's happened here. I'm just taking it from the horse's mouth here. 
but uh, we'd be happy to look into it because when something this serious happens, uh, it needs to be looked into and it needs to be looked into quickly while people are still paying attention to it. I've got people right now still working on additional documents other than what I sent you. There'll be more, there'll be more documents coming. I, well, I do, promise you. Do me a favor, Wayne. Uh, start a little collection and uh, you and I will be in conversations about this. And if we can wade through it and get some folks on record and talk to some people about it, okay. uh, we certainly will. So I appreciate you very much, Wayne, for coming on here. And uh, you know, you've got my ear anytime. Thank you for the work you're doing there in Humphreys County. Thank you for the work that you're doing to try to hold our Republicans in Tennessee accountable at the party and at the official level to be conservative. My pleasure, Brandon. Thank you. All right, guys. Brandon Lewis, the Tennessee Conservative News here. Please do go to the to the link that it'll be in this video. If it's on YouTube, it'll be on Facebook. Uh, it'll be in the email. It'll be in the show notes. Wherever you see this thing, don't leave uh, until you've donated. I don't care if it's it's something very small. It all adds up, and these people need your help. Brandon Lewis, the Tennessee Conservative, signing off.